Hi, I'm John Paul, and thank you for coming to my channel. Videos of all of the audios that are on this podcast are on my YouTube channel, uh, which is at John Paul Davis TTP. So uh, do take a look at that. There's also a couple of additional videos which haven't made it on as audios to this podcast as well, which you might find helpful or interesting. Uh, if you do like the YouTube channel, please do uh, subscribe. That would be amazing. Also, in terms of this podcast, uh, it'd be great if you could follow us, and you'll of course then be notified of any future episodes. Also, if you do like the podcast, if you could give it a rating or review, I'd be really grateful. That would be wonderful. And finally, just to say, if there's anything you want to discuss uh, following this podcast or anything you hear on any of the other podcasts as well, then please do, of course, get in contact with me via my website, www.thistrustedplace.co.uk. There should be a link to that on this podcast page. Thanks again for coming to the channel and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm John Paul and a really warm welcome back to my YouTube channel. Wanted to talk today about the changing career from law to mental health, why I did that. The reason for uh, doing this is that a few people have asked under one of the other videos. So I thought I would just explain a bit more about that. I suppose first looking at why I came away from law, why I no longer wanted to continue uh, within that and uh, looking at why I've gone towards therapy and stayed within that world and will continue to do that. And finishing up with some advice, uh, if that is what somebody you're thinking of doing, uh, either thinking about it or in the process of that career change at the moment. So, you know, going back to why from law to mental health, I do really understand why people ask that question. I was asked it myself at the time by a few people close to me. I suppose you can see why the great things about law. I did stay in it uh, for t for 10 to 12 years. You know, it's a, it's a well-paid job. I think that's Im important, the kind of material status side of things psychologically for human beings. So those things were, were certainly very present. I was in in this big glass building next to St Paul's so there was ex an excitement about being in the city of London around people who were largely r respectful to each other uh, it was intellectually stimulating at times uh, the thing is for me I, I, I suppose I divide the reasons why I left into into two reasons the first as I will often do but of talking about connection with self and then also about connection with others or more in terms of reasons why I left disconnection with self and uh, not that much connection with other people looking at relationship with self what I would say about the law I was a project finance lawyer towards the end of it so I would uh, this might be a little bit boring but just to give a bit of context uh, for what I'm going to say in a, in a a minute or two I used to be responsible for negotiating the project agreement this is a a, a document which is hundreds of pages long uh, relating to the construction of a hospital for example or a school so as far as a contribution to the to the world school hospital you know that was there but I never saw a school I never saw the hospitals I was very much uh, looking at the document getting input from various people bankers tax lawyers property lawyers etc you know as far as the parts of me that I would work from when I was doing that it would be the drive part, you know, planning, organising, going through to-do lists. Uh, I suppose there would be slightly the competitive part of negotiating something uh, with the other side. Certain things were intellectually stimulating. Of course, doing the job meant that I received uh, X amount of money that I was then able to spend uh, doing things that I enjoyed at the weekend if I did have a weekend. But I think the trouble was for me uh, that 
I wasn't that interested actually intellectually in what I was doing. Uh, the 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 highs as far as the the holidays, the expensive suits, the expensive dinners, those kind of things were only temporary highs. Uh, and what they didn't do, what they couldn't really do, I think, was compensate for spending that much time uh, disconnecting from what I felt. Because uh, what fe- what sort of feelings would I felt? What would my feeling world be like? I think there would be quite a lot of stress and anxiety. These deals would complete after a couple of years. And, and then you would have a day or two of completion. And at that point, there'd be quite a high because there was a culmination, perhaps relief, actually. But, you know, people were happy and excited uh, that this that this had happened. But that would really, if I think back over those uh, years that I was doing it, those would be the times that there would be some kind of high. And that's a very temporary high. And actually, I wasn't engaged particularly intellectually with what I was doing. I could do it, but it didn't really interest me that much, a project agreement and negotiating it. And it certainly did not connect with me on any level, I don't think, in terms of that sort of aliveness and that emotional experience of the world. As I say, I would mostly be driven by stress. Stress is uh, addictive, uh, but it is not something that on a long, I don't think, that from a a long-term point of view, human beings want to be uh, operating on. So really, that job meant that to do it day in, day out, as I say, I had to separate off from what I felt. My feelings, stress, anxiety, perhaps annoyance, frustration, boredom, at times would have said, leave uh, and go and do something more interesting to you uh, instead but I, I stayed for the, for the reasons that I've talked about uh, probably habit as well and being used to uh, perhaps from school and those kind of things staying in environments where I kind of had to do it despite what I felt um, so really it's reached a point as far as I wasn't willing uh, to do that anymore or really as far as the ability to do it as well I was experiencing emotional symptoms as a result of doing that if we put our thinking and a particularly narrow part of thinking and we don't even necessarily not interest that interested in what we're thinking about if we put that above what we're feeling and above everything else really uh, then I think human beings would experience emotional symptoms as a result of that it could be anxiety depression chronic irritation annoyance uh, and then also go for the substances and behaviors potentially to sort of even even the score and make ourselves feel better in some other way. Uh, so disconnection from self, certainly. Uh, there was a sacrifice of my emotional experience. As far as relationships with others, uh, of course, if I'm doing something uh, all pretty much all day, and then, of course, uh, you're in c- potentially can be contacted in the evening, perhaps at weekends with emails and that kind of thing. If I'm stressed, annoyed, numb, I then take that being and body into uh, my relationships outside of work as well. Uh, at that point as well, I'd had um, a baby and uh, I was, you know, given, for example, at the time I remember, a project agreement to draft at five o'clock on a Friday uh, to be done for nine o'clock on Monday because everybody else wanted to do it during their working week. And that is they're taking care of themselves, that's fine. Uh, but n- nobody really thought about what that meant for me. That was not the point. That's like going to B&Q for carrots, really. Uh, perhaps it's different now in terms of um, mental health and well-being. But fundamentally, these deals needed to be done. Other people were taking care of themselves there. And my emotion experience, you know, the father that I wanted to be, the husband I wanted to be, the friend I wanted to be to people, I could see that that was... Uh, 
as I say, for me personally, uh, my connection with other people there uh, was secondary to these deals getting done. And I do, as I say, completely understand why that is the situation. Uh, If the deals don't get done, uh, the fees don't get paid by the clients and that huge building and everybody within it doesn't get paid. So the most important thing is that that things are completed. As I say, these were important projects, uh, schools, hospitals, the the consequences of them delaying, you know, were were, were millions of pounds. Um, But I was not willing or, as I say, able, was getting to that point to continue because uh, I could see it stretching out ahead as well. If I was going to become a partner, it wouldn't get any better from what I could see. In fact, it would really intensify the commitment that it required. Uh, and I just it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I started looking out uh, for other for other things. And I've just mentioned, you know, connection in personal life. But could, could there be connections at work? From that point of view, as I say, work was really about getting the deal done. The, the interactions I had with other people were often about where things were as far as the deal. It's like a very narrow part uh, of me and also a very narrow part of them. I'm still in touch with a few people there, but it, it didn't give me the opportunity to, I suppose, express all parts of me and to connect with all parts of other, other human beings. It, that was not uh, the focus of it. That was not the main purpose of it. And, you know, it was from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, possibly, and possibly at weekends. So it is that is a lot of time. That's pretty much all the time, apart from being on holiday, uh, focused on disconnected, um, something which was disconnecting me from large parts of myself and also disconnecting me really from large parts of other people. So I can see it's really not at all surprising that I was experiencing emotional symptoms as a result of that. So <clears throat> I was at a stage where it was either go ahead and become a partner, if that if they would ever <laughs> have uh, wanted me to do that, uh, uh, or choose to do something else. So I took a career break at that point, risk averse solicitor uh, thought that um, I could try a few things and then have the op- the possibility of going back. It wasn't as if anything was really that uh, uh, terrible at all. It was really more an absence of something. It was a lack of something for me. Uh, people, as I say, just, just going back to that a bit, were, were very polite, were very respectful. You never quite knew whether people were being nice because they wanted their deal done rather than actually cared. I mean, there was an, a moment, another moment, which I remember as well, which really sort of symbolises the importance of the deal uh, rather than uh, somebody's emotion experience is that unfortunately uh, my boss at the time um, committed suicide in quite a violent way. Uh, of course, of itself, that's distressing, traumatising for lots of people. But the thing that I really remember about that as well is that a few months afterwards I was looking through a file uh, of his which he had managed uh, I was then kind of responsible for things then and I saw a, a piece of correspondence it was all paper files then I think I'm sure it's all different now but that had been had his signature and name on it and this guy gave his life to to the to the firm and the deals he was incredibly busy I don't think he, he didn't have a partner didn't have children that's that's what he did and I saw his name there and I realized that um he hadn't been talked about at all nobody had mentioned his name for months and the chances were that nobody would ever mention his name again and that is not a criticism of, of anybody else that is completely understandable in the context of what what law firms are for you know what that work day is for as it would be as I say carrots from being cue to expect a lot of discussion about somebody's emotional experience and for that to be 
at the top of things, but it really was, I suppose, I sort of said to myself at that point, I'm not sure this is me. I don't necessarily see myself in other people that much here. Perhaps there were people in rooms next to me who had felt very alive with what they were doing and loved it and uh, therefore uh, were, were great parents, partners, friends as a result of that. But from a personal point of view, uh, it was not it was not me. Some people have a greater sense and need for uh, uh, empathy, for their emotional experience to be expressed. We're all different, aren't we? And I could tell uh, that it was not something long term for me. So I took the career break. I then uh, went into uh, the, the, the training and have since, as I say, stayed uh, within within therapy and, and the world of mental health. You know, looking at that, why stay here? Why do I enjoy that so much? I mean, there's really a hundred reasons. I've talked in a video about, um, you know, the great things about working as a therapist in private practice. So that I won't mention any of those again, but you can have a look at that. Too. But I think probably based on what I've just said about why come away from uh, the law, uh, you, I can say the two things that the reasons to sort of overriding reasons why I love it so much uh, with what I do now. The first is about relationship with self. And again, if you look at relationships with others, firstly, relationship with self, whereas in the world of law, there was a particularly narrow parts of self myself were were required and focused on all the time and that was really it uh within therapy uh, i could see that all parts were welcome and particularly i would say people's emotion experience now i know therapists including me uh talk to people about feelings a lot and mention feelings a lot and the reason for that is really i think what i've just described is that for a lot of us our sort of thinking function because of what we're shown and told uh, from a values point of view as we're growing up that sort of intellect perhaps at school as well uh, that those things are often valued over emotion experience so we get used to uh, doing things despite what we feel so much so that we might even come away from what we feel we don't even notice yes we are anxious annoyed numb hopeless joyful perhaps in love but we're not necessarily uh, registering what that is we're not necessarily acting upon it so uh, what feelings tell us is who to go towards what to go towards where to go towards and who where and what to come away from and if we lose connection with that which I would say I would have done uh, which is one of the reasons why I probably would have stayed so long within the law uh, we're going to experience emotional symptoms as a result I'm just you know talking a bit about feelings there but going back to what I was saying when you go into the world of therapy people's emotional experience becomes really important is leaned into if somebody started crying in a law firm they'd go to the loo and then three weeks later perhaps hand their notice in somebody starts to get tearful within uh, the therapy world or the training uh it's not as simple as that you know we, we all go into the training uh, perhaps a bit disorientated in some ways with slightly disconnected from feelings but generally somebody's tears are welcomed people will lean into that certainly within the therapy room as well uh, people's anger is not something where generally people are going to escalate people's anger will be looked at you know why is somebody angry what's beneath that so emotion experience becomes much more uh, valued both my own and also of course in terms of connection with other people there's in fact in the training I would say uh, the thinking function got devalued and I had a bit of a difficulty with that in that people would criticize I felt uh, other people on the course for being a bit heady or too cognitive uh, at the expense of their their feeling function uh, which 
lots of people will be coming into the course doing that. But I, I don't think it needs to be turned on its head, if you know what I mean, thinking, going from thinking at the top to feeling at the bottom to putting feeling at the top and thinking at the bottom. I would say one of the great things in terms of connection with myself that being a therapist allows and the training allowed as well was thoughts, feelings, body behaviours all to be equal, of, of equal importance and to be in alignment. That's very much the other thing I would say as well. Whereas when I was going to sit down and write something, I was did commercial property law for a while as well and wrote some article on the Law of Property Miscellaneous Provisions Act 1925, uh, whereas I was not that interested in it. So I had to sit down and write something, probably despite my, uh, you know, interest with my intellect, certainly despite what I felt about the Law of Property Miscellaneous Provisions Act, 1925, uh, where I, when I sit down and write something like this, or write uh, an article for, uh, or, or part of an article for a newspaper or something like that, I am engaged with that from a feeling point of view. That excites me intellectually, and from a feeling point of view, it makes me feel alive to do it. So my thoughts and feelings have connected with each other. They work with each other, for each other. And then feelings, then behaviours follow uh, and, get, and, and also what I do with my body as I say which is behaviours as well follow so I do notice that being within therapy it allows me to experience and use all parts of myself and they generally work together as a result of that um, it makes relationships go more smoothly of course seeing other people uh, as, as far as more holistically and not experiencing other people's feelings as inconvenient or uh, problematic enables a, a more more flowing relationship a more connection with other people as well so there are you know there are a hundred ways in which I would say uh, being a therapist um, has has improved life for me of course as with everything all human beings are ebbing and flowing all the time connecting and disconnecting all the time uh, everybody we're in relationship with is doing that there is no perfect life there is no perfect human uh, experience but now and those patterns would still be there the sort of anxiety the you know reliance the sort of dependencies on behaviors that kind of thing that uh, were around during uh, those uh, law years those pathways are still there but what therapy gave what more better relationships with other people uh, gives you know healing relationships with other people is additional pathways so rather than stay within those difficulties and it be so intense uh, you, you might be in them more briefly it's less intense uh, less duration we're able to tolerate everything that we think tolerate everything we feel without going for uh, behaviours and substances, for example, in a way that causes us problems. And training to be a therapist has enabled that. I was reading something uh, which said, uh, if you're doing something that you love, uh, your work meets your peace, your work meets your aliveness, and that is what it feels like for me. They've sort of met, things have mm, meshed together, rather than being split off, separated, need to do that to compensate for that I have to sacrifice that for that that doesn't uh, feel like my experience of life anymore I'm not sort of dead from the neck down quite dramatic way of saying it but you know you really could I really could uh, looking back uh, 
say that that's how I was experiencing experiencing things and now so there's much more a feeling of aliveness internally for me much more connected to what I feel and much more able to process that act upon it and uh, much more uh, connected to other people I would say as well looking a bit at if you are thinking of making the uh, career change just to finish up with a few things that I would say about that as far as relationship with self uh, if you're re- if you're watching this, you probably are already interested in that emotional well-being, psychological world. But generally, uh, you know, if you have been within a career, despite what you feel for a long period of time, and are experiencing some sort of emotional symptoms as a result of that, there probably is a disconnection uh, that you will have from. Uh, your sort of thoughts and feelings from your thoughts and your feelings and your body. Uh, so I would say uh, now uh, really try to pay attention to what you're doing, who you're with, where you are, when you feel good, whatever name you might give that feeling, love, aliveness, excitement, passion, joy, even contentment, peace, uh, notice where you are, what you're doing, as I say, and who you're with when you're having those uh, feelings and uh, where you feel it in the body, really importantly too. Just further on relationship with self, uh, quite a lot of us uh, might think it's selfish to change career and uh, to to go, for example, from law uh, to mental health that we're not meant to actually uh, do a career that we enjoy. Um, But I think rather than being selfish, I do think it's our responsibility, a personal responsibility to make sure that we're living the most fulfilled life that we can. And in 2023, with all the things that we can find out, with all the opportunities and possibilities and technology and YouTube and all sorts of things and podcasts, we can find out about all those things. And we can also connect with other people and make connections with them in a way that we wouldn't have been able to 30 or 40 years ago. So we really can now find out that thing that makes us feel alive. And as I say, to do that, to make that career change, I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think Oscar Wilde said that selfishness is not about uh, living in the way that we want to live. It's about about expecting other people to live the way we want to live. And uh, changing the career from law to mental health is not about other people living the way I want to live. It is about uh, my own personal happiness and fulfilment, which I don't think, as I say, is selfish. Certainly, uh, if, if that is what happens, if that is what you experience and you do make that change, the impact on others around you anyway is going to be a positive impact. Uh, if you're looking at you know, the temporary drop in income, for example, from a career in law to uh, to changing to be a therapist that can be allevi- alleviated a bit by lots of forward planning and um, you know really thinking about how that transition is going to take place but going through it as I say the drop in income is temporary and what uh, in my experience you come through with is, is going to have a positive impact on on people around you. Looking at other people, uh, some people think that uh, they'll be judged by others or criticised by others for making the career. As I say a few people did say to me I don't understand why you would Make that change. The thing is, uh, people think about us a lot less than uh, perhaps we think they think about us. People will say what they're going to say, think what they're going to think. Uh, often well-intentioned by people, perhaps they'll have some anxiety going for you going from a high-paid job to one which uh, is perhaps lesser paid. Uh, but the thing is, as long as you're happy, as long as you're content, you have your plan, that will allay most people's fears. You live you're the one that's living your life uh, day to day. I do think people think probably a lot less about us than perhaps at times uh, we think they do. So I just think if you take care of yourself, your happiness, your needs, that'll have a positive effect on your relationships too. Um, As far as others as well, uh, really do, I think, uh, look to others to help here. Often when somebody's going into the therapy 
world or comes to the therapy world from being in therapy relationships with other people have at times been compromised in the past um often the reason that people in are in therapy is difficulties that have happened in early relationships either trauma or as i've talked about in my video uh, on Prince Harry and trauma it's not necessarily always things that have happened to but it could be a lack of something a lack of uh, kind of trustworthy caregivers that sort of real love that is um, that we need in order to regulate ourselves and have good relationships and that can compromise our trust in other people and mean that when we're trying to do something like this career change for example we think we need to sort it out ourselves I would definitely suggest going out to others who've done it uh, people who generally you know are doing something they enjoy who love what they do would like to talk about it uh, it is a win-win to help other people really I think therapy is based on that lots of the sort of helping vocational uh, professions will be based on the fact that uh, it feels good to help and other people's other people feel good being helped that's sort of paid backwards and forwards uh, so do approach other people I would say trust other people so really I suppose it can be summed up with do trust yourself notice what you're feeling uh, notice you know what does interest you excite you listen to everything that you can about uh, psychological emotional well-being a lot of people focus on the transition uh, on on what do I need to do for the course where do I do that and those are the very that's very important isn't it we need to get the qualification uh, people coming in from law will be very much thinking in those sorts of terms it's also helpful to bear in mind I think that everything that you do as far as being more connected to what you feel knowing how you care for yourself, where boundaries are, noticing boundaries in others, how you communicate things, <clears throat> your own therapy, podcasts on sibling relationships, on trauma. Are you interested in, you know, adolescent mental health? Would you like to do couples? Uh, any reading that you do, anything you watch on the telly, all those things are preparation for becoming a therapist. All those things for me are about more connection with self and more connection with others, which are really key to uh, making that change and transition and, and in enjoying life as a therapist. So just to sum up, I have gone on uh, for, for quite a while. Uh, if it is something you're thinking about, as I, say, I really would encourage you to explore it, both in terms of noticing what you're feeling, uh, l listening and learning and reading about the subject, and also talking to other people and building up that network. That network as well uh, will be helpful for you if you ever go into uh, therapy as a career as private practice, again, something which I've explained in other videos too. So if that is something that you're, that you're really feeling drawn towards, I would really listen to it. It's never too late to do it nobody's ever too old nobody's ever too experienced anxiety depression addictions too much uh, at all um, I would really suggest that you as I say uh, you know explore it trust yourself trust other people and see where it takes you okay so I hope that's been helpful I could have gone on for a lot longer as ever but if there's anything that you want to ask or any comments that you have about anything I've said if you're in the on the journey at the moment or thinking about the journey please do ask any questions below the video uh, if you want to ask any more detailed questions then please do email me via the website if you found the video helpful please do give it a like uh, that would be great and also, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, please do do that. As I say, I, I, I run uh, coaching. I do coach people who are coming into the profession thinking of making the change because it's not just about the practicalities of which course and how to do that. I think there's a lot about psychology as well. 
I talked about it in, I think, the setting up a private practice video, which I did, which is about going, for example, from being in a law firm where it's very outward in, very much a part of a structure which delivers things to you into something where it's a life is going to be more inward out, more of a focus on what you think, feel, your own creativity, your own needs and wants. And there is a, a transition. It's very re- rewarding to do it generally, but there is a transition psychologically that needs to be gone through there. And certainly uh, the coaching can, I think, help with that too. So please do contact me if that is something you'd be interested in as well. If there's anything you want me to do and, and a further video on or go into anything in more detail here, then please do uh, either email me or write a comment under here. As I say, I hope it's been helpful and thank you for watching or listening and I shall see you again soon.